0: to all of you uh, especially if we have any guests here with us this morning we do welcome you and glad you're here with us for our worship service this morning. Uh, I have several things to mention uh, before we get started here. Two special announcements uh, this morning. One is last week I know Mr. Donald and Ms. Sand celebrated an anniversary and today we have another uh, special anniversary uh, and that is Mr. Jim and Miss Felicia are celebrating their 40th uh, wedding anniversary s- this morning. So we say congratulations to Mr. Jim and Ms. Felicia. Also, I had somebody tell me this morning that we are, this is one day late. It's a belated uh, birthday wish to uh, Mr. Scott Green. So we say a happy birthday, happy 45th, I believe. Is that right, Scott? (laughs) Happy birthday, Scott. Um, Also, just a reminder, uh, this afternoon for the missions committee, you do have a meeting today. Uh, that is normally on Wednesday nights, but just a reminder to you, that's today at four o'clock for the Missions Committee. Uh, I have one other thing to share. But I'll save this, this letter until last from uh, Mr. Justin Safra. I believe Dr. Blank had something that he wanted to mention.
1: Just one final word from our Committee of Missions. Thank you so much, all of you who are participating in our Missions Program. Actually, since the running of the bulletin, we presently have 62,000 rather than 60,100 62,000 which means we really only need about 14 more thousand dollars. Uh, and so we just ask you to pray about it. Uh, to all of you who have uh, made a commitment, we thank you for your trusting the Lord in fulfilling that which you have felt had led to do. To others who may not have felt led to fill out a form as such, we want to thank you also for what you'll be doing this year. even though you did not fill one out, we want you to really be a part of the missions outreach of our church. It's because of your faithful giving and praying that our missionaries are able to stay on that field out there. So thank you again for your participation. If any commitments are made today, place them in the offering plate as, you, uh, as the offering plate comes around. And again, even though you may not have made a commitment, as the Lord enables you every month, give what you can toward meeting that need of our missionaries around the world. In behalf of God's kingdom work, thank you again and thank you so much.
0: All right, thank you, Dr. Blank. I had one other thing to mention. Uh, You saw on the slideshow there that on March the uh, 8th, next Monday, there will be a a special board meeting here, uh, six o'clock, but that morning, I was gonna mention to you, at Walker Gamble, there will be a prayer meeting on the playground, and uh, if you can join us, or join them, I won't won't be outside, but if you can join for that prayer meeting at Walker Gamble that morning, is it at seven, eight o'clock? It's at 8 o'clock that morning. And uh, if you can be there, that would be great. So uh, just uh, put that on your calendar next Monday morning, March the 8th, prayer on the playground at Walker Gamble. So if you can be there, be there. That would be great. I have this letter I'd like to share from uh, Justin Saffer, and I'm going to do my best to read through it. It says, I am... I didn't make it very far. I... (laughs) I Almost made I' almost made the whole first two words. Okay <laughs> so I, haven't kept, I haven't kept you all updated in a while. It's the middle of February and time for me to update you on what's going on. School's been going very well and I'm in the middle of working on three papers. So it's really busy here. Miss Vicki, Bob, and I talked, and as of right now, I will be staying here in Florida this summer on staff, in case I, in case I need medical attention because of my seizures. Now it's not permanent, but I will be helping out here, uh, at the base. For right now, I am asking you, as my church family, to pray for me each day for guidance, for wisdom, and support. If you feel led by the Lord to give, then I would really appreciate some financial support, even a small amount monthly. Again, anything uh, you do is very much appreciated. Thank you so much for your prayer concerns. I will be writing once a month to update you on what's going on here. Thank you so much. Love and miss you all. Justin Saffer. Were there any other announcements or uh, praises or anything you'd like to share this morning? Patrick?
2: Good morning. I have several announcements. Our youth retreat that was uh, planned for March for our kids age 6 through uh, 5th grade has been moved to May. So it's not in two weeks. It's uh, actually in two months. So um, if you have any questions about that, just see me, and I can explain the details. Uh, We are sending a group to Team Missions for spring break. Um, So our spring break this year, we'll have a group going to Team Missions. If you are planning to go, or if your child is planning to go on this trip, we're having a meeting next Sunday at five o'clock to go over the details about that trip. So, if you're if you're thinking about going, or your child is thinking about going, or any adult who's thinking about going on our spring break trip um, down to Merritt Island, Florida, that is where Justin Saffer is is serving. Um, meet next Sunday at five o'clock, and then since our spring retreat was moved, um, it opens up. Opportunity opportunity for our young kids to go to Winter Jam in Columbia, um, May March the fourteenth. Um, so, if you're thinking about going, if you want to go, just come and contact me. Just tell me you're interested or you're going, so I can make sure we have transportation for that. Thank you.
0: All right, thank you, Patrick. Any other announcements this morning? I I do have one other thing uh, this morning. At the end of service, we will be taking up a, an offering for the Gideons. Uh, that will be a, a separate offering than our regular offering, and that will be at the end of this morning's service. And we do have a, a special guest speaker with us this morning to represent the Gideons, and that was uh, Maxie Nolan, and he'll be sharing with us this morning, so we, we look forward to hearing that. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do again thank you for this day, and, and all you have blessed us with as a people. and. Uh, the opportunity we have to gather together and to worship you. And we pray now that you would be with us during this time, that you would prepare our hearts and our minds for for this morning, and you would speak to us. And uh, everything that we say and do this morning, I pray that it would bring you honor and glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: And again this morning, we can say, this is the day the Lord has made, and we're rejoicing and glad in it. Joineth me in that praise to the Lord by sharing in the call to worship. He is here, hallelujah, followed by number 66, to God be the glory. And will you stand with me as we praise the Lord in song. He is here, hallelujah, Sing together. together singing.
3: From the 86th Psalm, it says, You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call to you. And I'm thinking that's a call we need to make each and every day, is simply call out to our Lord. Let's pray. Lord, in your grace, we pray that you would draw us closer to you. In a world where there are really, there's just so many wrong things being said, there's so many people that are suffering, there's so many who are doing and saying, wrong things. We pray that in your grace that you would now draw us closer to you through your words because we believe in your word. We believe that your words will stand forever. We believe they're always true. And so, oh God, how we, Lord, want to hunger and thirst after you so that, so that you can feel us. Feel us to overflowing. Help us to be where you want us to be, doing those things that you want us to do. We pray that your word would challenge us this morning to confess and even to repent. May your words, Lord, cut through all of our excuses and help us, Lord, to be honest, not only with you, but with ourselves. Lord, may your word today, may it guide us. May your word, Lord, today provide us with promises of hope and a future, if only we'll be obedient. So awaken us, Lord. Help us to come running to you, that Whatever, Lord, is in our life today that we need to give to you, that we'll we'll just turn it over to you. And we do especially pray for, for Mr. Maxi this morning. We thank you for the, the Gideon ministry, for, Lord, their willingness to serve you in this way to make sure that your word does get out there, because, Lord, when your word goes out, Lord, it is always powerful, and it always, Lord, changes things. So, Lord, we thank you for this ministry, and we pray that as a church that we would Lord, go deeper than just feeling uh, joy for their ministry, Lord, but we would take on the responsibility of helping in this ministry financially that that your word would go forth. We pray for those that couldn't be here today, and Lord, that that, uh, they're going through difficult times. May your hand of healing be upon them. We also pray for those that didn't even want to come. Lord, they they have no desire to be in your house. We pray that that your Holy Spirit now would would break into their lives and and share your love with them and and draw them closer to you. And yes, Lord, we pray for each other. We ask for you that, that you would speak to each and every heart that is here this morning and that we would unmistakably hear your voice speak to us. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we again thank you for all you have blessed us with, and we ask now that we give this portion back, that you would take it, you would bless it, you would use it for your honor and your glory. We pray in Jesus' name.
1: As we sing the next number, the next hymn, we again will invite our children and children's church workers to their place of worship for the remaining service. And then immediately following this number, Joey and uh, Bonnie will be sharing a special selection. And then our pastor will be introducing our guest speaker of the morning. Let's join together in singing this great hymn, Wonderful Words of Life, number 270. Will you stand with me as we worship the Lord in song? Sing them over to me again, singing. Thank you, church, and you may be seated. (laughs)
4: There are walls made by man Built by frail and human hands That an enemy can scale and get to you But there is one protecting me From my greatest enemy It's a wall that Satan can't break through Sometimes all of grace, sometimes all of faith,
2: other times
4: it's sweet mercy that I need. But for one for which I long, it makes all the others strong. I need a wall of prayer surrounding
5: my brother, when I'm weak, would you stand instead for me and pray a fortress round me strong that can't be moved? And I promise you today, when I bow my knees to pray, I'll do my best to build a wall of prayers for you. Sometimes the wall of grace,
4: sometimes the wall of faith, other times it's sweet mercy that I need, but the one for which I long, it makes all the others strong, I need a wall. A wall of prayer surrounding
3: me. Recently, at a meeting with the other some of the other pastors here in town, uh, we were speaking, and I was sharing that we were having a Gideon speaker come to our church Sunday, and. And uh, the pastor from Maranatha asked him, oh, who do you have coming? And I said, well, we have Mr. Maxie Nolten who's going to share with us. And he said, oh, you are going to be so blessed. He said he was just out at our place a couple of weeks ago and he said the Lord used him and he said I couldn't have preached a more powerful message than he gave to our church that day. We are indeed blessed to have Mr. Maxie with us, not only today, but as a part of our church. Uh, He has uh, provided leadership for the church for many, many years. Uh, His faithfulness, I don't have to tell you about because you've seen it lived out before you. And so we are blessed to have him here. And uh, I would like to say just one other quick thing about the ministry. Uh, Some of you may know, uh, my father's been a Gideon for years. And uh, when my mother passed away, so many of you sent cards placing Bibles in her In her memory, and that really is a, a wonderful blessing to us. So, to date, over 700 Bibles have been placed in Mother's memory, and we thank you for that. But bigger yet, I praise God for the Gideon Ministry because I know that when the word goes forth and people pick it up and they read it, their lives are changed, and so. Yes, it is a powerful ministry and we're blessed not only to have Mr. Maxey but several of our men that are part of this ministry and I, I just want to say thank you uh, to all of you that serve in the Gideons. Mr. Maxey, come share with us.
5: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Walls, And thank all of you for your support of the Gideons uh, down through the years. You've been very faithful in supporting the Gideon ministry. Some of us have been in the Gideon Ministry for a long time. Mr. Don Coker and Brant has joined. Uh, Brant Lane has joined. Joined recently, maybe a year ago, and others. I remember Mr. John Cole was a faithful member when he was uh, when he was living. And so, uh, and, and you have been a part of the Gideon for many, many years uh, through your support, and we thank you for for that for your support. Uh, if you look at the missions budget. Uh, There's an amount given monthly to the Gideons. And uh, you always give faithfully during the year to the Gideons. So thank you for that. While I'm giving thanks, I I, want to just praise the Lord for something, and that is for a church that is evangelistic, one that has a a burden and a vision for for ministry and for outreach. uh, It's just so good to be a part of a church where different groups uh, are interested in reaching out and sharing the gospel with people uh, in our community and throughout the world. And uh, uh, I, I won't m- mention all of them, but uh, I'm a part of one that I have to mention. The men, uh, Scott leads that, Scott and Trey. Uh, I'm just so thankful for the young people in our church that's uh, involved in, in ministry. They lead in the men's ministry. And I think, Scott, I think I'm accurate, probably around 30, 35 men in our church meet some Tuesday nights, some Wednesday mornings, and uh, for Bible study and looking at uh, issues related to manhood and what, what uh, being a man really is and uh, taking a look at Jesus Christ and who he was and modeling, trying to model our lives after that. And so I'm just grateful for a church that's mission-minded and one that's uh, concerned about sharing the gospel with people. Uh, <clears throat> I want to share several things. So this morning, as we consider the Gideon ministry, I want us to think in in, in light of ministry in general and, and what we're doing as individuals as far as ministry is concerned and, and what we're doing as a church uh, as far as ministry and, uh, and sort of how well we're doing. In Mark's Gospel, the 16th chapter, uh, the 14th through the 16th verse, uh, it's very plain. Jesus is extremely plain there in terms of his expectancies, or his mandate to to Christians, to disciples. And uh, I think the message there is to all those of us who follow Jesus Christ as disciples, I think that message is to us. Uh, the Great Commission, we know it as the Great Commission, to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. And that's a tremendous mandate. It's a challenging mandate. It can be a hard mandate. Uh, and so we have to really not ignore that, but consider that, that uh, he, if if we know him as our Lord and as our Savior, he points the finger at us and, and tells us that we're to go into all the world, the entire world, and proclaim the gospel. So we have to give thought to that to determine what that is and how, how we how we get involved in that. So, uh, but that's his mandate to us. In 1 Corinthians, uh, I, I, I like the, the statement that's made there in the, third chapter of of 1 Corinthians, where we we are told how this process of witnessing and and the process of sharing the gospel is done. And it's a blessing to me when I I look at that, 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 that we don't all, no one of us do the entire job ourselves. It's a team thing. We all are involved in ministry. And it's so interesting and such a blessing to see how God uses my little bit and your little bit and all of our efforts of ministry, and brings people to himself through it. And, and that, that particular reference then in the third chapter of 1 Corinthians, he, he says that some till the soul. And it might be you that, that, uh, that it might be your life, your life, you know, in, in Matthew's gospel it says, that our light is to shine before men, that others may see our good work and glorify the Father. It might be our life, that's tilling the soil that, that, that uh, brings a person to the point to say there's something in his life that I don't have. There's something unusual about that fellow. It might be that kind of witness throughout th- uh, through our lives that, that does that. But some, he says, tills the soil. And some uh, plants the seed. And some waters the seed. And some gets the harvest. But God gives the increase. And so, witnessing uh, evangelism, outreach, sharing the gospel is a, is a team effort. We're all involved in it. And so, I think that's important for us to understand. I think we do. I think you can be a, a tiller, you can be a, a planter, and a seeder, and a, a sower, a seed planter, and, and, and get to harvest. One person can get all that. But so often, God uses my ministry and your ministry, and somebody else's ministry to bring, bring people to Christ. And so it's very interesting, and I think that's exactly what Paul is, is saying here in 1 Corinthians. And so the Gideons has the privilege uh, to, uh, to be a part of that and uh, providing uh, scriptures, being the ones that, that actually is, is your hands that, uh, that has the privilege of taking the scriptures that, that you give and, uh, and able to share them with people not only in our county, but throughout the entire world. And so we, we, it's a privilege to have uh, that, that opportunity to do that. The Gideons is in uh, over 100. well, the last figure I saw was in 193 different countries uh, giving out g- uh, Gideons. And uh, uh, the last count I had, we had the, the, the Gideons that had the privilege of distributing, billion, not million, 1.7 billion uh, testaments since 1899. That's when the Giddens were was established. Uh, I contemplated this morning of showing a a a DVD of a testimony uh, that uh, was tremendously powerful. Each one of our at all of our Gideon meetings, uh, most of them, we 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 see a, a testimony where the Lord had used a Gideon Bible, a Gideon Testament, to, to bring a person to Jesus Christ. We saw a real effective one last Thursday night. And so there's just gobs and gobs, hundreds and hundreds of testimonies where people have has, uh, shared with the Gideon International uh, how they came to Christ through a Gideon, Gideon uh, Bible, a uh, testament. And I contemplated showing one, and, but it was 12 minutes, Long and I said, well, you know, uh, I like to talk too, so I, I don't think I'll do that. So maybe, maybe I should have should have done that, but it was a very powerful thing. And uh, so, but the Gideons have had the privilege of, of giving out over that period of time 1.9 billion testaments, and God has has richly blessed uh, those uh, those those testaments. Uh, I want to share a testimony. Uh, this little Bible, this is the red Bible that we give to our fifth graders. And uh, so I'll share one testimony about these. Some, some Several years ago, I, was, I had a, a in service in our county. And uh, at the end of the service, uh, I, I turned the service back over to the pastor. And so as the pastor was coming, coming up, there was a young man, and I, I knew his wife. Uh, I, I didn't know him, but I knew his wife. He stood stood up and he said, "Pastor, can I can can I say a word?" And as the pastor came, he said, "Yeah, go, sure, go ahead." And he gave a testimony. He says, "I want to give a testimony of of, of my fifth grade Bible." And he told the story of him receiving this Bible, a, a little red Bible like this, when he was in the fifth grade. And he he looked like he was probably thirty years old, maybe maybe as much as thirty five. He and his wife were sitting there with one child, and uh, he said that. Uh, he, he got married uh, and he gave the age that he was married and had gotten married. And, uh, his marriage went real, real bad, and uh, the, his family was about to break up. As a matter of fact, he and his wife was about to break up. and uh, I guess she had run him out of the house because he tells the story that he was packing, had packed his stuff to leave, to leave home and was going to a, kinsman, a kinsman's house. and So he had his stuff packed, and uh, in the top drawer where his socks and stuff was, this Bible was that he had kept the Bible all of these years. He said, but really had not read it, but he kept it. And so he put, took that Bible with him and he went to his kinsman's house and he, that night he began to read the Bible. And it was through that, uh, that Gideon Testament that, uh, that the Lord convicted him and uh, he sought help and uh, uh, accepted the Lord as his Savior and his marriage was restored. And, uh, and they sat in the church uh, with his wife and his child. Now, what would have happened to him uh, and his family had he not received the Bible, I don't know. Uh, God can do miracles, and that was a miracle, but he can do miracles in all sorts of ways. But what I do know is this. I do know that somebody was faithful in giving, that a Bible could be bought, and a Gideon was faithful in going to a school and giving out a testament. And God used that testament to change a life and uh, to save a family. And we hear testimonies like that uh, over and over. We get a, a handout, uh, not a handout, but a, a magazine monthly. And in that magazine, there's from five to six, seven sometimes testimonies, true testimonies of how people in in the most miraculous ways came across a scripture, was given a, a scripture, and God used that to... to, to uh, to, to do a tremendous work, and, and often it was a work of salvation in their lives. And so uh, we're thankful, we're grateful to be a part of the of the uh, Gideon ministry. I want to share one other thought from 2 Corinthians, if you, if you want to turn there with me, <clears throat> that I think tells us a lot about about ministry, about witnessing, about sharing the gospel with people. We said, Mark's gospel said we'd go into all the world and, and share the gospel, proclaim the gospel. And so, in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 17 through 21, there's some things that I want us to see that really, I think, speaks to me related to this issue of, of, of am I asking myself the question, am I involved in, in ministry? What is my ministry? How effective am I in my ministries? How committed am I to my ministries? Really what kind of burden I have that people that do not know Christ will come to Christ as their lord and their savior and live for him in, in the second uh in second corinthians the fifth chapter and let me read this and if you have your bibles you might want to follow because there's four things I want us to see here that uh, I think is very powerful it says in verse 17 it says therefore if any man be in Christ now if we if we read second corinthians and read Paul's writings and get a feel for what he's writing to the Corinthians, for, <clears throat> he uh, has exhorted them, he, he has encouraged them, and he has given them a lot of teaching about living the Christian life, about the ups and downs of the Christian life, and about who Jesus is, and who Jesus wants to be in their lives. And so in verse 17, he starts out here in verse 17, and says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to Jesus Christ by himself. So number one, we have to ask ourselves this morning, have we been reconciled by Jesus Christ? Our lesson today in Sunday school went, went back and talked about this, began a, a series of, of looking at the life of Jesus and today was delight- as we looked at the part where the prophets, uh, the prophets told of the coming of Jesus Christ and why He came. Well, He came to reconcile us. He came for, to, to, to provide forgiveness for us, to give His life that we might have life, to provide forgiveness. And what a wonderful thing it is that, that today, if we bow before Him and confess our sins, admit that we're sinners, and ask Him to forgive us regardless of what we've done, He'll forgive us. Forgiveness is a wonderful thing. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's nothing we could have done that God won't forgive us of. And that's why Jesus came. He came to reconcile us unto himself, to make things right with him. And that's a wonderful thing to be in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. So here Paul was teaching these people that Jesus came to make things right with them, to reconcile them to himself. So he says, uh, All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Now if you notice the second part of verse 18, and this is powerful too, he's not only reconciled us, but what else has he done? He hath given us, he's given us his disciples. He's given us Christians, he's given Christians, The ministry of what? The ministry of reconciliation. Have you ever thought about that? He has given the church, Christian people, the universal church throughout the whole world. He has said, it is my decision to give you the ministry of reconciliation. Well, if we're not good ministers of the reconciliation, will people know about Christ? Well, God can do anything he wants to. He can draw people to himself any way he wants to. But I do know this, the scripture says he has chosen to make us ministries of reconciliation. So he's given us what it takes, what what we need to affect the lives of other people for Christ, to draw other people to Christ. He's given us what we need to share the gospel with other people. You might say, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I I just can't share with people. Tell you what we can do. It doesn't make any difference how simple it is. Just tell people what God's done for you in whatever terms you want to tell them to share what God's done for you. And so he says here he has provided reconciliation. He's reconciled us, and he has made us ministers of reconciliation. And then he goes on, and it says to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespassing to them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. He's reconciled us. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation, and he's given us the word of reconciliation. He's given us his word. This is the truth. God is truth. Jesus Christ is the the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. He is truth, and he has given us truth. This is the truth. And so he has given us The word of reconciliation, the truth. I want to share a a testimony about about uh, uh, this Bible. Uh, I I brought just uh, four different uh, of the different uh, testaments and Bibles that the Gideons uh, hand out. But this Bible, you you see, uh, a lot of times in uh, hotel motel rooms. Sometimes it might be a different color, but to be a full Bible uh, like this one. But uh, sometimes back, several years ago now, my son-in-law, Scott, Scott and Sandy's husband, uh, came to see me, and he says, Mr. Maxey, i got a, a, a friend that I want you to meet. He said, I, I want to tell you a story. And so he told me a story. He was a young man from Columbia, and uh, when he was, uh, he was raised by Christian parents, both parents, and he was in church. And when he was 14 years old, he got with the wrong crowd at school, in school, and went the wrong way. He got on drugs and alcohol, and by the time he was a senior, he was an alcoholic and a drug addict. He, he was on drugs and, and alcohol. He had rebelled against his family, had rebelled against his parents, and had rebelled against God. And uh, so he was just out of control. And uh, after he graduated from high school, he, things got worse. He enrolled at the uh, University of South Carolina when he was 19 years old. And he and three of his buddies was at the beach, now remember, he was raised in church, and he said, was very active in his youth uh, uh, program at church, and that he knew the Lord, but he had just turned his back on him, and had gotten to the point he wanted nothing to do with him, didn't want to hear about anything related to the Lord, and didn't want to be told, but in his heart, in his mind, he knew the truth, and uh, he and his buddies were at the beach, and they did what people that drank Drug do they they drank a lot and to the point that they went to sleep or passed out or whatever they did, but his story was that he woke up at three thirty in the morning, three thirty, and sobered up and, and he opened the drawer uh, next to the bed he was sleeping in to get some some alcohol out of the out of the drawer, and he says when he put the stuff in there he did not see the Bible but when he opened it there in the the drawer with the alcohol and stuff was a Gideon Bible in there. And, and it was a most unusual story that he told. Most of the testimonies say, and I took the Bible out and I opened it and read. But you know what he said? He said, I didn't even open the Bible because I knew what was in it. And the sight of the Bible convicted me of where I had come, where I drifted to. And so he said he called his buddy. He had a buddy that had stayed faithful and that had been a very close friend, but had stayed faithful uh, those years in high school and was also at Carolinas. So he called him there somewhere around 4 o'clock in the morning, told him a situation and said, I need to talk to you. And so he called me and said, when do you want to talk? He said, as soon as I can get there. I'm at Myrtle Beach and I'm driving home. So he drove from Myrtle Beach to Columbia to his friend's house. And his friend kicked him around. Now we're probably at about 7 o'clock in the morning. Get him around to his pastor's house, and his pastor was senior pastor, where Scott was youth pastor. And so his pastor prayed with him, led him to the Lord, and he uh, uh, was. So the, the senior pastor had asked Scott to mentor this young man, and Scott was, was telling the story of how wonderful it was to see him walking with the Lord, and just uh, the Lord had just miraculously brought him back to himself. And so Scott was mentoring two people. And so when he told me the story, I met the young man and and I said, "Uh, I want you to do something for me. And I said, would you speak at our our pastor's banquet and give your testimony? And so, uh, Dr. Ward, I don't know whether you were here to hear him or not, but I think it was two years ago he spoke at our our pastor's banquet. banquet. Now, there again, what would have happened to that young man had that Bible not been in the, the drawer? I don't know. Somebody else might have led him back to the Lord. I don't know. But what I do know is this. I do know that somebody was faithful and they gave and scriptures was bought and printed and some faithful Gideon went to that motel and placed the Bible there. I do know that. God could have done it in other ways. And so we hear testimonies and, and those two are very special to me because they were live testimonies that they told me and I've had other people to tell me of how they were they were changed by the Gideon, Gideon ministry, by, by, uh, exposure to the Gideon Bibles. And uh, as I said, we have videos and we get uh, uh, booklets monthly that shares uh, many, many, many testimonies of how uh, God has used the, the Gideon to, to change lives. And so here we see, in, in, as Paul's writing here, that God's given, he's reconciled us if we're reconciled. And I trust that everybody in this building this morning has uh, recognize that we're sinners and that we've asked God to forgive us and to be our Lord and be our Savior. And if we've done that, he'll do that. He, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us. He'll do it every time. Uh, and, and, and and so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And so he's He's reconciled us. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. He's given us the word of concili- uh, reconciliation. And then in the last verse, if you'll notice there in the, in the last verse, it says, he has given us not only the word of re- reconciliation, but he has made us his ambassadors. So he said, now, Max, I've reconciled you. I've given you uh, the the uh, ministry of reconciliation. I've given you a word of reconciliation. Now, go out and be a witness. Go into all the world and be my ambassador. He calls us in that. Uh, in the 18th verse, he says he, he's made us an ambassador in the 19th verse, I believe it is. He's made us his ambassador. So I, I think it's powerful when we consider that, that as a believer, as, as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ, he's, he's, he's made us that way, he's reconciled us. And he says, now, go out and share. You are my minister of, of reconciliation. Share this with other people throughout the entire world. And Mark, he says, go into all the world, proclaim the gospel. So I've reconciled you, you're my minister of reconciliation, I've given you the word of reconciliation, and I want you, I make you now my ambassador. Now God could have done that any way. We could just imagine all the different ways God could have done that, but he chose people. He chose not just all people, but his disciples, the people that follow him, to be his ambassadors. He says, go in all the world and proclaim the gospel. And so when, when we're told that and we consider that, going into all the world and proclaiming the gospel, the question would have to come in our minds. I know it did mine many years ago. How do I do that? And I suggest just several things. One is that we do we be able to really share with people what God's done for us and to share the gospel with people. And the gospel is that God loves us, that we're sinners, but God still loves us, and that he died for us and provided forgiveness for us. And if we repent of our sins, if we recognize we're sinners and we tell God that we're sinner, and if we repent, if we're sincere and we really want to turn from that sin, we tell God that we want to turn from it. We repent of it. We don't want to do it. And to come in our lives and forgive us and he'll do that. He, he, he That's what he came to do was to offer forgiveness. And so it's a wonderful thing to know what the gospel is. is to, to to tell people how to uh, what the gospel, how to receive Christ, in the back of these Gideon Testaments, the plan of salvation is, is right there. So, if you don't have one, get one, and 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 uh, be be. One thing I think we we want to be able to do is to, is to share Christ with other people, and uh, so we need to do that with in our testimonies. And I've already alluded to uh, or, or mentioned the the uh, verse in Matthew uh, Matthew seven thirteen, where Jesus says. Uh, would let our light so shine before men that they may see our good work and glorify the Father that's in heaven. Now, my belief is this. Only in heaven will we know, will it be revealed to us, and I think it will be revealed to us, the impact that our lives and our testimony has had on the lives of other people. So it does make a difference how we live our lives. You know, He says we're the light and we're the salt, and as we live out that, people see that. And they're affected by it. They're either drawn to Christ or they're drawn away from Christ by, by our lives. And so our lives matter. And I think a Christian life lived in front of people, in front of our families, in front of people, you know, makes a tremendous impact. So I think that's the way that we share the gospel is through, through our lives. <coughs> and also do it through our local churches. And I'm grateful, I've already mentioned this, and I'm grateful for this church. And, and listen, I speak in a lot of churches throughout our county. And uh, I'm, it just blesses me to go in churches, and it seems like all the churches I go into, there is a, an emphasis on evangelism. There's an emphasis on outreach, of, of, of reaching out to people and being a witness and sharing the gospel with people. We're not the only ones that's doing this, and I'm, it's a blessing to see other people who whose who their, their main focus is sharing the gospel with people. And so as we consider our opportunities to our local churches, the things that our local churches are doing, our local church is doing, this, this actually ministry. And, uh, and as I, I said, our, our church is already involved in the Gideons. We give to the Gideons monthly. You have an opportunity to give to the Gideons today. Uh, and also, I want to mention this while I'm talking about this, uh, the card ministry. Uh, we'll have this, this rack, it will be back here and there's a rack out front just like it. And so if you, uh, in memory of, and Dr. Walls gave testimony of, 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 of this already, in memory of, if you want to do that, or in recognition of, or remembering you, whatever the, the three cards we've got is thinking of you and in recognition and in memory of. If you want to send a card, here's, here's what you do. You, you, you go to the rack, you get a card, and there's three, three things in it. One is an envelope. You won't have to buy an envelope. The envelope's already there. You won't have to get a card. The card is already there. So what you would do is fill this card out, put your name, and uh, it says in recognition of, and so you put the person's name, if, if uh, you're recognizing uh, uh, Sally Smith. You put Sally Smith's name there, and uh, getting recognized Bibles are being purchased by so-and-so, and you put the address and everything there. You fill that card out, and you take that card and put it in the envelope, and put the person's address on it, and a stamp, and you send it off. So you've got an envelope and a card that's there. And then if you're sending Bibles, if, you, if you're going to uh, send uh, five Bibles, you'd send $25. Or if you, you buy five, uh, $25 would buy five of these, and would buy probably, let's see, $135 would buy 100 of these. And so whatever your, your gift is, you would fill out this card and put your money in there. Your check your money in there. And it's already addressed to our treasurer. So you just put that in the, the uh, post office box and send it to the treasurer. Put a stamp on it and send it. So that's how the card minister works. Uh, and so uh, many of you are already, already doing that. So that's another way that we can that get into supported and that you can be involved. So... Uh, well, that sort of brings us to, 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 to the end, I, I guess, but is uh, you, you look at, uh, and I'll, I'll end with this, uh, how can you be involved in, in the Gideons? One is uh, pray for the Gideons. And uh, I encourage you to pray for the church every day. Our Gideons, we challenge each other to pray for the local churches in our county daily. And when we pray for the churches, when you pray for this church and its ministries, you actually to praying for the Gideons. But uh, if you are led to pray specifically for the Gideons, do that. We encourage you to give as you can because all of the money that you give is used for the, the printing, distribution, uh, of, and the uh, distribution of the Scriptures. So this is probably the, one of the few ministries you'll ever see where all of the money that you give is used for the publication, the printing, and the, and the distribution of the Scriptures. And so uh, if you, uh, the Lord leads you to give, do that. And uh, and pray for the Gideons. And uh, as I said, three of us are members. If anybody is led to be involved in the the Gideon ministry, uh, do that. Uh, The Gideons is financed through basically the the main part of the finances of the Gideon ministry is through the local churches, just like you, the gifts from local churches and the card ministry. Uh, A few other sources of of, uh, of gifts come in, but those are two two basic, basic ones. Now, the, the last thing, I, I'll, I'll close with this and turn it back over to, to Dr. Walls. Uh, as we do ministry, and, and as, the Gideon ministry is one ministry. It's not, all, it's not all of the ministry. It's one ministry. It's a ministry that, uh, that God has really used now for well over 100 years. Since 1899, God has really used the Gideon ministry to reach the lives of thousands and thousands and even millions of people. And as I said, that, that's confirmed by testimony after testimony after testimony. There's a lot of other ministries that's uh, outstanding ministries, very, very good ministries. And uh, so uh, I guess our, our message today, my thought is for us to consider our involvement in, in, in ministry. And I, I, I love the, the, uh, the thought in Isaiah 55. And, and it's hard to do a Gideon message without without referring back to this, Isaiah 55, 11. As you consider ministry this morning, whether it's giving to the Gideons, whether it's uh, other ministries you're involved in in the church, and I know many of you, most of you are involved in ministries, regardless of what what ministry it is uh, that we're involved in, it's an encouragement to me, and I think it should be an encouragement to you as we read what Isaiah confirmed about our efforts in ministry, whether you're giving that Bibles can be bought and distributed, whether you're involved in a Sunday school ministry, whether you're involved in a men's ministry or women's ministry, our youth ministry, whatever the ministry might be. As we're involved in it, as we're sincerely involved in ministry. Isaiah says this about it. And I want to read, I want to jump up and restart with verse 8. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth uh, not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, says, so shall my word be that goeth forth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall Accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things where I send it. Now, what I, what I see in that is, is simply this, that God is saying here through Isaiah is that as we involve ourselves in his work, as we involve, involve ourselves in ministry, whether it's giving $10 that Bibles can be bought and distributed, or whether it's my personal witness, whether it's my life, whether it's my involvement in other ministries, whatever it is, that God is going to use that in some way to affect and touch the lives of people. Because he says here, God's saying, my word will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that where I send it. And so as God's word goes out, uh, he takes it and uses it. So when I say it's such a blessing to me, that passage is such a blessing to me, is what it says to me is my job is to be faithful in ministry. So all, we all need to ask the Lord, what would you have me to do in terms of ministry? And, and and when we do that, God takes that and he touched the lives of people with it. And to me that's a wonderful thought, to know that when I share God's word in any form with anybody, he's going to take it and he's going to do something with it. And that first step might be a tiller. I might, take, I might be the one that tills the soil. I might give that word and get absolutely no response. We heard a testimony Thursday night, and the testimony the boy, and, and I started to show this one today too. But he says, when the Gideons, and Mr. Don, you remember the testimony the boy gave, said the Gideons that gave it out to him, he took the Bible and he took it and he threw it at him and he spit on the ground and he cussed them out. He didn't want nothing to do with it. And uh, but while he was doing all that, he said, one of them apparently dropped a testament in his book bag. <laughs> because later on he found a Bible in his book bag, one of them same colored Bibles in his book bag. And it was just a marvelous story how the Lord used that to bring him to salvation. And he talked about his wife being saved, his parents being saved, his grandparents, his family, and many of his friends. And so God does use the, the, uh, the, his word in most unusual ways. But when we give it out, I would say those people, those Gideons, they were the tillers. <laughs> they, didn't get, they, they didn't get the reaping, but they, got, they, they were the tillers. But they planted a seed that God used later on to change the life of that young man. And so that's just the way God works. So the Gideons, I, I don't come this morning saying to you that the Gideons is the ministry. I'm saying the Gideons is a ministry. It's a good ministry. It's a powerful ministry. It's a ministry that God has used for many, many years now and is continued to use. And so, uh, and I thank you for being a part of it as a church and as individuals. Dr. Wald, I turn it back over to you.
3: Mr. Maxey, I have a quick question. If I give twenty-five dollars today, and that places five of these, right? How much of my twenty-five dollars actually goes to the placing of this Bible? All of it. All of it. You hear that? See, that's, that's significant to me because most of the ministries that you give to, I can guarantee you that 100% does not always go exactly to what you gave it to. Now, I knew the answer to that question. I suspect many of you knew the answer to that question. But I think it's an important question to ask and to hear answered because I know, again, as my father having been a Gideon for years, I know that Gideons, they pay their own expenses. And for their international headquarters, they pay all that themselves. Because when a church gives $25 to place five Bibles, five Bibles get placed every time. And I love that about the Gideon ministry. Look, we are blessed in order to be a blessing. Freely we have received in order that we might freely give. And so I'm going to suggest to you, it is not the only ministry out there, but it is a very vital and powerful ministry that, that the church needs to come alongside. So I'm going to tell you to dig deep this morning. I believe in the ministry because I believe in the Word of God. We've got so many of these laying around in our houses that, we, we, which one do I take to church today? But not everybody can say that this morning. There are people out there that need the Word of God in their hand, and I want to be a part of that. And so we're going to take a love gift offering, dig deep, the ushers are going to get ready to come as Dr. Blank leads us in his song, and you, a- uh, you can write a check out, you can put cash in. Uh, I don't think we can slide a card yet, but, but uh, put an IOU in and see Mr. Maxey next week if you need to. But uh, I would encourage you to give that the word of
5: God might go forth. I'll say one more word about the, uh, the d- distribution and so forth. Th- this, w- week, uh, this weekend is the state conference, and what you're talking about is those guys from Charleston or wherever that's been up there since Thursday, they pay all of their expenses, they, their motels, their food, everything. Uh, if, uh, our Gideons are going to, we had a group that went to Brazil not long ago, uh, about 20 men went to Brazil. They pay their pl- plane fare. They pay the, all of the expenses, uh, there. So when we give all of the money is used for the, for the purchasing, the, the, the printing and the distribution of scriptures. Blessed to be a blessing.
3: So be a blessing today is to stand together. That way you can easily get to your pocketbooks and uh, get, ushers give them about the first verse before you head back to so give them time to get their, their stuff ready so let's let's stand and sing this morning
1: 447 freely freely and so freely give we'll sing the first verse before the ushers start to receive your offering Joining together, let us sing the doxology, and it's not doxology, but the choral benediction. It is found in the bottom of your bulletin program section. May the Lord, mighty God, bless and keep us forever. Let us join together. Until we meet again, may God bless you, and you are dismissed.